0: Dennis Stewart, uh, today, well, we might well get round to talking about fibre and that fibre blend that's so popular, (laughs) but there is something else you want to talk about too.
1: I do, Jane. I want to talk a little bit today about um, herb growing in response to an interesting conversation that I had in my rooms this week. Fascinating.
0: To a new RFM, 16 past 12, health naturally on To a New RFM for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And uh, Diane has been very quick off the mark on 49216216. Um, And of course, every caller today goes into the draw for a stiff, sore and sorry pack. And uh, Diane from Summerland Point, Astragalus is what you'd like to talk about.
2: Good morning, Dennis. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm very well. How are you?
2: Uh, well, I'm a bit to sixes and sevens. This is why I'm calling oh, you. Well, there you go. Um, two years ago, I lost my balance. Yes. And uh, I was landed in hospital. Oh, dear. And I had a total of six months in hospital. Dear, dear. With every test known to me. Yes. Uh, if it hadn't been invented, I if, I haven't had it if it's not invented. Okay. Yes. And... Um, all they can put it down to is my immune system is fighting itself. Okay. Now well, they've well. got me on some, um, I've got, I'm on cifarol, microphenolate, slow-k, prednisone down from 50 milligrams to 2 milligrams. They've just taken me off uh, Lyrica. And I just come in on your conversation last week about this astragalus and the immune system, and I was wondering if it would be any benefit to
1: me. Diane, unfortunately, the, the medications that you're taking uh, are quite numerous, and in my opinion, it would be unwise at this stage to start right. to take anything... Um, herbal even astragalus which is a remarkable remedy but for two reasons we worried about interactions and secondly i suspect you're on what might be called immunosuppressant medication as well as steroid as you are and in that case i think astragalus would be contraindicated i don't think it would be useful for you or wise for you to take it at this stage okay then
0: So thank you so much for your call, Diane. And, yes, it looks as though your medical treatment is well in hand. Uh, 49216216, Julia has rung in from Glendale, and uh, it's depression the topic you want to talk about, Julia. Thank
1: you, yes. Hello, Julia.
3: Hello, Dennis. I've suffered depression a lot of years, but this time I'm struggling to get myself back out of it. And um, I've had doctor's advice and counselling, but I'm not able, and they're talking medication, But I thought I would ring you first and see if there's anything herbal, rather than...
0: Uh, Yes, okay. okay. Dennis, over to you.
1: Could you just repeat that again for me, Julie? Oh, I'm sorry. Go over it again for me. Sorry, sorry. I've
0: suffered depression
3: most of my life, and this time, I'm not able to bring myself out of it, and... I've been. I'm under the doctor, and I've been to a counsellor. Yes, but it's not working. In there, suggesting okay. medication. Yes, but I thought if I talk to you, something natural might
1: uh-huh. be. Um, are you on at this stage, Julia? Are you on any uh, mainstream pharmaceuticals no. for, no. for, for Other depression?
3: Than the, um, okay. Ramipril for uh, blood pressure. Okay. I don't take
1: anything. Okay. Look, with depression, one always has to be uh, cautious. There are various levels of depression, as you would be aware, and I'm sure your counsellors and medical managers have explained that to you. Um, If you are reluctant at this stage to um, move um, towards pharmaceutical medication, you should discuss with your GP or your psychiatrist, you should discuss with them a trial on the well-defined herb known as hypericum or St. John's wort.
3: Oh, yes, I've heard of St John's.
1: Now, now you, if you are computer literate, as I'm sure you are, you can Google it up and you'll be overwhelmed with, oh. the, with the amount of supportive information there is for that remedy. But again, okay. it is a remedy that is to be used for what I refer to as mild um, depression, which is considered uh, to be given the opportunity of responding to softer mm. options. Well, again, in that
3: case, I would say... I'm still in mild, but moving okay. forward, right, okay. backwards rather well, than this is forward. Well,
1: this is why I'm su- suggesting right. that any, uh, anything you do or yes. any, any advice that's given to you from people like myself or others uh, in your situation should be run past your medical that, manager, yes. your GP.
3: Could uh, I start on it and then... I
1: think it would be wise first to discuss the uh, recommendation with your GP. Most GPs are familiar with... With hmm. uh, Hypericum or St John's Wort, hmm. and, and because again here, uh, St John's Wort is one of those remedies that has to be cautiously prescribed because okay. it does interact with a, a lot of other medications. It's not hmm. it's not well known, for instance, that St John's Wort could could even um, affect fertility and things like that. Mm, so we will it, it's that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I, was, I wasn't suggesting Thank you, you were. But, but you, you see where I'm coming from. Mm, um, right. I, you always have to be cautious. I know Thank a lot you. about depression. Our, our family has worked through this um, condition. Um, and talk to your GP. Right. Most GPs don't want to jump to heavy stuff. They want to give you a chance right. to see if you can respond to softer. Google up St. John's wort. Discuss it with your GP and be guided by him or her as to its use.
3: Thank you so much. That's very good
0: advice. You can also catch a podcast of this program, Health Naturally, and other great programs that you hear on 2 URFM, Health Naturally, and it is 25 past 12. We're taking your calls on 49216216. And uh, Lisa rang that number from Swansea. And you're after something natural to combat, well, inflammation, anti-inflammatories. Is that right, Lisa? Yes, that is correct. Um, I actually have um, strained my back and been to an osteopath, and I have taken anti-inflammatories like Nurofen mm-hmm. before, but they actually react with me, Dennis. So oh, okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking for something that's natural that I can take kind of in the place of an anti-inflammatory that would be, say, okay. Nurofen or Mobic or anything like that because they don't work for me.
1: Okay, look, there are um, herbs, as you would appreciate, that have... Um anti-inflammatory characteristics in fact some of our oldest um, pharmaceuticals are derived um, from ancient herbs probably you you should take a note of some of the herbs that I would recommend you'd be able to Uh you'd be able to source them very easily um, from from a local health food store even pharmacies these days would stock one or more of them first up first up Look for the oldest and most uh, highly regarded one in natural and mainstream medicine, and that is the willow bark. Willow bark. Willow bark. Okay, thank you. It goes back thousands of years, but from the bark of the willow uh, are extracted numerous uh, constituents known as salicins, which Uh um, form the basis of pharmaceuticals, but on their own have a very competitive effect in dealing with uh, many levels of inflammation, even rheumatoid oh. arthritis can be helped to some degree. Now, also, you should note that the, mm-hmm. uh, the herb meadowsweet, uh, meadowsweet. meadowsweet shares similar characteristics uh, to the okay. willow bark. So those two herbs with similar chemical constituents have a very yeah. reliable ability to address inflammatory conditions to a degree, keeping in mind that inflammation... Mm-hmm. Uh, varies um, from moderate right through to severe, and obviously yeah. at the more severe level, then you'd have to look at other options. But willow bark, uh, well, meadowsweet are good starters. And then, of course, Fantastic. you could look at the one that's perhaps, uh, how can I call it, the most popular one at this stage. We've always known about it, but uh, the industry at times goes uh, berserk over particular <laughs> herbs. And, if, and, uh, and you've probably heard a lot about uh, curcumin from... Um, ah yes tumour. yes look mm-hmm. it, it it is useful i tend to think it's a little bit um, over advertised yeah looks it's, it's like a lot of things in natural medicine they they become suddenly blown out of all proportion but, but, but having said that as a prescriber and great defender of natural mm-hmm. medicine i get good mm-hmm. report um good reports on the use of curcumin but I was going, okay. I had a talk with with Jane here who conducts the program with me before we started saying that yeah. I'm getting feedback from people now suggesting that just straight out turmeric used, ah. used in teaspoonful dosages, a couple of those mm-hmm. across the day, is giving mm-hmm. them some very, very good results. I'll talk about one oh. hopefully later on. So before you go perhaps... Uh, spending uh, unnecessary money on sophisticated preparations of turmeric. Yeah. Just try mm-hmm. the ordinary turmeric herb, which you can buy even in supermarkets, and, and yeah. try that as an agent also to see if that will give you a, a little bit of benefit. There, there are right. a couple of starting bases, but I'd go Fantastic. for the I'd go for the first ones that I mentioned before anything else.
3: Okay the millet no, the willow bark willow and, the
1: Meadow Sweet. and meadowsweet and they would be the easiest to source i know Excellent. that i know that meadowsweet is available in an encapsulated form and i'm sure mm-hmm. you'll find products with willow bark all over the place
0: Excellent.
1: Thank you very much, Dennis. I appreciate um, Thank you. your advice. Thank, Thank
0: you. you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. And I do love the names of some of these herbs. Do you? They're okay. so musical. Well, and well I could so... talk
1: about Meadows, uh, Meadowsweet by by it's botanical name, Filipendula Ulmeria, or willow bark, Salix, Alba. But it's much better to call them by the common names. Isn't <laughs> I? Oh,
0: I don't mind the other ones either. The botanic <laughs> names are great too. Oh, yeah. Well, look, why don't we choose this moment uh, between calls? Mm. And you can get your question in on mm. 49216216. To talk a little bit more about turmeric.
1: Um, Look, I will, and I'll catch it in the in the context of an an interesting um, oh, interesting conversation I had with a gentleman this week who came to see me uh, in my rooms at Cessnock. Um, he rang this program, Jane, some weeks ago, and um, introduced himself as a grower of turmeric, and he comes from a beautiful part of the Hunter Valley, which I frequent um, often, and that's Konjoui, the the Conjoi Valley. Unless you've been out there, listeners, you need to go and have a look at it. It's magnificent, and in the early spring, it's it's paradisical. Now, this gentleman is an organic grower, a herb grower, and he rang up asking information on marketing, etc., of his turmeric. Came to see me this week, and um, uh, about a health matter, but also uh, indicated uh, that his turmeric growing is going very well indeed. He brought me a beautiful uh, specimen of the turmeric, the organic turmeric that he's growing, for which I was very grateful, and he indicated that he's marketing it very well also and now is interested in going further and actually growing a sufficient of the herb to produce it in a powdered form, uh, purchasing equipment such as hammer mills, etc., to make the project uh, even more uh, valuable to him. Uh, That impressed me, and um, I was thinking about that, and um, just before... I came to air today Um, and I was reading through a magazine that one of my colleagues gave me, uh, the American magazine called Herbal Gram, excellent magazine for people that are interested in growing herbs and keeping in contact with what's happening in the herbal world, the the magazine Herbal Gram. And in that magazine, there's an an interesting reference to a, a book that's just recently been printed. And the name of the book, and I mentioned this, to the many people out there, Jane, that listen to our program who are interested in growing herbs, marketing herbs, or just growing it for a hobby. And this is a book that might help all those people. It's entitled The Organic Medicinal Herb Farmer. Now, I'll say it again slowly, The Organic Medicinal Herb Farmer. It's uh, written by Jeff Carpenter and Melanie Carpenter, and it's a magnificent text covering all aspects of growing medicinal herbs organically from the growing side to the marketing side, and we've got it up on the 2NUR website, and we're very grateful to our technician here for doing that. So those of you that can access the 2NUR website, the book there, the front page of it is shown, and it's a book that I'd recommend to our many listeners who want to pursue this fascinating profession of actually growing the herbs that we talk about, medicinal herbs that start with the grower.
0: And the web page on the 2 com website is worth visiting too, Dennis Stewart's web page. It's all about health naturally. And, yes, if you go there, you will see the book and a link to um, to its publisher, uh, The Organic Medicinal Herb Farmer. This is Health Naturally at 2621 for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. We're taking your calls. You remember the number, 49216216. Clarissa has rung in from Maitland. And your question's about sciatica, Clarissa.
3: Yes, it is. I also have um, rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis, but they aren't the problem. The problem is the sciatica. I cannot relieve it in any way. What can I do?
1: Are you being treated for it, Clarissa?
3: Mm, Well, I've been having um, physio, and I've been having massages, but nothing's helping.
1: You've had no medication.
3: Well, the medication I'm on, I'm on Plaquenil yeah. for, the oste- for the rheumatoid mm. and Mobic for the other.
1: Yep.
3: And I also take Trammel. Yes. Trammel.
1: You're on pretty powerful and- stuff.
3: Yes, you're... I am. Look, I any, can't...
1: You, can't, um, you can't easily walk away from those. Your doctor has made an assessment of your condition, which implies that your condition is so nasty that only those things from the pharmaceutical world are likely to assist. But I can make a few recommendations, but the medications that you're on obviously need to be cautiously Uh, blended with anything else that you take because some of the medication is big guns, as you would appreciate. Um, First of all, it's useful to try some topical uh, preparations, uh, that is, uh, applications applied to the sciatic area in order to lessen the production of the pain, which then radiates down your limbs. Now, there are a couple of ways of doing it. Don't overlook, let me emphasize this, don't overlook the potential of simple, topical agents applied regularly over the painful sciatic source to give you some relief from the radiation of the pain. It's not well known, it's not well known for instance, that the, the simple herb capsicum uh, has what's called an oleoresin in it, and that oleoresin has a deadening effect on the development of transmission of pain from the pain source. And neurological pain, as in, say, things like uh, shingles, uh, and other things, can be helped by preparations based on capsicum, and there are a couple of them that you should try. I suggest you should try them. Uh, you've got everything to gain and perhaps nothing to lose. Um, there is a product in the uh, in the pharmacy known as... Um, um, uh, it skipped me, but never mind. Stiff Sore and Sorry is a product also. Uh, Zostrix, I'm sorry. Zostrix is the name of the product that... Uh, is well known in pharmacy, your pharmacist would have it. It is based on the oleoresin of capsicum and has a good reputation. Some people will complain a little bit about it initially because it tends to burn a little bit, but that tends to go away. And if you are going to use something like that, you need to persevere with it for four to five days before it's likely to have any deadening effect on the transmission of the pain. There's a very, credi- very credible explanation as to how that particular constituent from that particular herb has a deadening effect on pain sites, but you have to work with it. It's a topical application. I can't see how it would interfere with anything you're taking orally. Now, Stiff Sore and Sorry also is a product range that we actually give away from this program. It has also good levels of capsic and the oleo resin in it, together with arnica. Either one of those preparations, I would suggest that you look at, and try and work with. The only other thing I would, the only other thing that I would suggest is that you try some of the anti-inflammatories that I mentioned earlier. The preferred one, I think, in your case, uh, would be the curcumin, because it's unlikely to have any interactions with the other medications that you're taking, whereas the salicins in the willow bark and meadow sweet might do. But mention that to your GP, that you want to try something with curcumin in it. I can't see any clashing with the other stuff, but I come back to the point that the topical application in this case, based on the oleo resins of either of those products, that's the way I'd go with sciatica.
3: Dennis,
1: what was the name of that topical, the first one that you mentioned? Uh, was that the Zostrix? Zostrix. 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 I, I always get it confused with the well-known name of a cholesterol-lowering drug, so I've got to be a bit cautious. I'd hate to send you down the, down the, down the path. But, but, but Zostrix um, has been around for a long time, and um, so is Stiff, and sorry. They're both product ranges that I mention frequently. They're good product ranges, and... Um, yeah, i try either of those. Well,
3: not everything else,
1: so I'll try them Give too. Give it a go and, and get back down okay. the track and let us know how you've done.
0: Thanks, Clarissa, and all the best with that. Well, it might be uh, a chance at this stage, um, with no calls mm. just at the mm. moment, to talk a little bit about fibre. We were going to do that uh,
1: some time ago, weren't we? But, um, look... When we talk about fiber, we should realize that fiber is the most, um, how can I call it, underused substance in our diet. I was reading a book by um, the well-known Dr. Michael Mosley, The Clever Guts Diet, and in that book, in dealing with fiber, he points out that we should be taking about 25 grams of fiber per day, but yet, in fact, we're only taking about 50% of that at most. Now, fiber is that, how can you call it, undigested component of our food that goes through the gut and carries out remarkable benefits for us which aren't fully recognized. Fibre comes in in many foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, legumes are good sources of it, but in my opinion there's an argument to say that fibre as a supplement should be taken regularly in our diet on a daily basis in order to ensure a number of factors. And before we start on this topic, let me go further on it, let's just say that some weeks ago a listener uh, rang in and gave her a blend of fibre, which we have colloquially referred to as fibre blend, and it is comprised of four excellent sources of fibre, which listeners might uh, write down. Uh, In fact, so popular has been the question for the formula of the fibre that I think we have it uh, on the desk here for people that... Want to ring to when you are and get it, but it's a blend of psyllium, uh, slippery elm, some linseed.
0: And psyllium.
1: And psyllium. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. Jane <laughs> no. has come in and rescued me. Cilium. <laughs> four, four excellent substances psyllium, slippery elm, linseed.
0: And oat bran.
1: There you go. Oat bran. He's
0: testing me. <laughs>
1: Now, that is an excellent combination, by the way, um, for people that are looking for something to make up themselves. And taken, uh, say, a couple of teaspoonfuls of that per day, two to three teaspoonfuls of that would give you roughly 25 or 20 to 25 grams of fibre. And that fibre then, as it goes through the system, not only regulates the gut and improves transit time, inasmuch that things like constipation, etc., become less likely when a fiber blend such as that is taken. But other things remarkably happen, and this is not well appreciated, not well appreciated, that fiber also, particularly when taken as a daily ongoing supplement in significant quantities, has the effect also of potentially lowering cholesterol levels. This is not well known. But a high-fibre diet plus a, a diet that's supplemented by a blend of fibre has the potential to participate in the natural reduction of cholesterol. And there is a physiological explanation for this as to how this occurs. The, uh, we can go into a physiological explanation, but I won't start, Jane, because it'll take us all day. We'll but take your word for will it. We'll take my word. Well, your doctor could explain it to you probably better than I can. But cholesterol... If, you, if we put it simply, binds to fibre in the gut and is exited from the gastrointestinal tract. That's being too simple, but it gives an explanation. And also, for people that are struggling with type 2, particularly type 2 diabetes, that is, for people who have been dialoguing with their GP and the GP says, look, you're borderline, I really have to start of thinking, some, prescribing something like metformin or something, you're getting up a little bit, but look, uh, i 'll allow you with lifestyle and diet to try to bring it down well, one of the things that 's vitally important vitally important is to take the regular supplement dosage of fiber across the day every day. One fiber that is particularly useful for this, taken as a simple uh, uncomplicated for, form is, is oat bran oat bran about um, take about ten ten grams of the fibre twice a day of the oat bran, um, and one gets a sufficient impact within the system when it's persevered with to see a useful useful drop in one's blood sugar level. A a, a dietician would explain that, and the GP would as well, but it's not said enough, Jane, that deliberate fibre, whether it be the blend we spoke about, or more simply and perhaps more easily procured, Oat bran from the supermarket, from the health food store, a heap teaspoonful three times a day, not only has those other benefits that we spoke about, but will contribute contribute to a quiet assault on the cholesterol and also on the blood sugar level.
0: Mm. Now, is it better to take it twice during a day than all at once with breakfast, um, for example?
1: I don't think it matters that much. I don't think it matters that much, only... The day before I came away from the valley to come down here, I was looking at one product where they recommend a, a satchel of um, of oat bran um, taken with each meal across the day. And I think it was about, don't hold me to it, something like about oh, 5 to 10 grams in the satchel of the oat bran which is to be taken with each meal. That seems to me to be a, a more um, oh, gradual way of ensuring that the fiber is present in the system, working its way through. Now, look, not everyone perhaps needs to be as meticulous as that. And the message that I wanted to get over today is that in all the literature now, it's becoming aware that a lot of the diseases that we experience, from cholesterol elevation, blood sugar elevation, through to large bowel disorders like diverticulitis, constipation, a lot of that has to do with the way in which in the modern Western diet we have refined it so much that we've denuded it of adequate levels of fiber. My message is bring fiber back, get into that fiber diet such as the Mediterranean diet. Take on board the foods that we frequently mentioned on the program and think seriously of using a fiber supplement across the day in order to ensure that you're getting that in the system all the time, working on your gut working on your cholesterol and working on your blood sugar levels.
0: Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And uh, one of our callers, Clarissa, rang in from Maitland about sciatica. And we've had a call since from Greg, who says that uh, he's had sciatica and his masseurs said it was because the sciatic nerve was knotted and he used to release it by running his thumbs firmly from the source down the leg. It hurt, but it worked and did need yeah. to go and see the uh, Massa mm. every three months.
1: Look, I, I think that's encouraging information, and I thank um, Greg for ringing in. Um, sci- sciatic pain is managed in different ways, uh, and if it can be managed with physical therapy, particularly uh, the technique of massage, of which I'm a firm believer, by the way, the oldest of the healing arts is, is massage, that's great. Um, you're getting relief. I notice every couple of months you have to go and have a treatment. Uh, Well, if it's every couple of months and then you come away feeling well and you're relieved for another three months, that's not too bad. What I would suggest, however, and run this past your masseur, he may know about it, but there is a topical application, what's known as the infused oil of St. John's wort. I'll say it again. There is a preparation known as the infused oil of St. John's wort and believe it or not, we actually can make it ourselves. In fact, my colleague, uh, one of my colleagues and myself, uh, go up the Hunter Valley and, and collect this, this weed. And it is a weed. It's a noxious weed. It grows everywhere. It'll never be got rid of. But it's known as St. John's Wort. And it has a remarkable uh, reputation uh, when turned into an infused oil. That is when the herb is soaked in, in olive oil and allowed to macerate. Uh, for a week or so, then filtered off, the uh, subsequent uh, crimson, maroon-coloured oil, known as St. John's wort-infused oil, is frequently used by massage therapists as an agent to address conditions such as sciatica or other painful conditions, uh, particularly nerve-based pain. So, Greg, what I'd suggest, if you're listening, uh, mention the infused oil of St. John's wort to your masseur, if he needs to get information, I'd be happy to talk to him. If he wanted to ring me at my rooms at New Lambton, he may well have the product. Um, run that past him; it might see you. In fact, having to uh, go for less therapy, that mightn't be a good outcome from from your masseur's perspective. But it might take you a little bit longer than three months. The infused oil of St John's Wort as a useful agent used by a massage therapist as a means of further releasing. Muscle tension and participating in pain relief.
0: And thanks for your call, Greg. Um, Trish, uh, thank you for waiting. You've rung in from Percolbin and uh, postmenopausal yeah, women of a certain age, I think you're talking about and losing hair, is that
2: right? Yes, thank you, Jane. Yes, hi, Dennis. You mentioned a couple of weeks ago yes. about postmenopausal hair loss yes, yes. for women of a certain age yes. and. Uh, you mentioned the preparation. Now, I'm wondering if that's a preparation that you put on your head or you take.
1: Okay. I, I was probably mentioning a couple of things that um, I recommend uh, to ladies that are, that are experiencing this, and they would be probably oral supplements that I mentioned. Um, it, one can also use uh, topical preparations. For instance, I'm a, a fan, if you like, um, of topical, appla- appara- uh, topical applications based on an Asian remedy, in fact an Indian remedy, uh, that's known as bringaraj, botanically known as Eclipta alba, E-C-L-I-P-T-A, Eclipta alba. That is probably the most popularly used herb in South Asia uh, for addressing all aspects of the hair. It's used as a topical application to seek uh, to lessen this problem, uh, sometimes it works remarkably; other cases, it doesn't work. But many preparations um, that you see in in Asian food stores, in particularly if you can uh, get to a, to a, an Indian food store, would have topical applications based on Eclipta alba and supporting remedies. I, I uh, use them. And well, when I say I use them, I'm not a female, obviously. Uh, although I could probably use them myself, so, but uh, I recommend it to ladies who are wanting to do something that's safe and has a bit of a reputation. On the other hand, on the other hand, as oral medication for years, I have recommended a combination of three things, and there would be many women, some of whom I would virtually guarantee would be listening to this program. Uh, one particularly from Carrington who can vouch for this, that a blend of minerals known as celloids, C-E-L-L-O-I-D-S, Blackmore celloids, they're practitioner products, um, so you couldn't easily get them from a retail source, but you could easily get hold of them from a, a naturopathic practitioner. For instance, Bowens in Cessnock would stock the celloids that I'm talking about. I use a blend of celloids. Um, from the Blackmore's literature and have done so for very many years. The theory here being that these particular minerals in this particular form um, are useful for promoting hair growth, uh, lessening hair loss, particularly in situations that you're referring to. I get good results, I believe, and I know there'll be cynics out there saying, oh, he's he's pushing quack remedies, etc. I dispute that. Sometimes these things are brilliant, sometimes they don't help, but in most cases... Many women stay on them and won't go off them because of the benefit they've got from the celloids. The second thing is, I'm a great believer in an amino acid called tyrosine, T-Y-R-O-S-I-N-E, which is a safe substance. It's a precursor of protein. Um, every patient, every lady that I would see with this problem, I'd recommend that she supplement the diet with tyrosine, which is safe and readily available again from the source that I said, and. Uh, These days, a third pillar that I use is oral medication. Again, based on the herb that I mentioned, Blingaraj, which is used topically, it is also used as oral medication um, in a liquid extract form, and that's the trilogy of remedies that I've worked with now for very, very, very many years. And for cynics out there, and there would be many, for skeptics out there, there are heaps of them, um, if you have failing hair, give it a go. (laughs)
0: So thanks for your call, Trish. That's, um, yes, a a good pointer. And that brings us pretty close to the end of health naturally today, Dennis. We had a good
1: time today, and I'm glad we said something about herb growing. I want to just touch on that in the future because uh, I want to get this industry going in the valley because after looking at the latest American magazine called Herbal Grab, which my colleague gave me, um, we've got a lot of catching up to do on herb growing in Australia.
0: And, of course, our winner from the draw for our Stiff, Sore and Sorry pack is Clarissa from Maitland, and you can pick that up from Dennis Stewart's rooms as of this afternoon. Thank you to all our callers, and thank you to Dennis Stewart. Health Naturally on 2NURFM, back next Friday.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health,